Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a weekly gaming podcast by gamers and for gamers. Retro games, news, reviews, and generally bad opinions brought to you by your hosts, Caden, Austin, and Kat. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous. This is episode 110. I'm your host, Kat, and with me, just as they always are, pains in my butt, Caden and Austin. Howdy. I'm here for the party. Nobody else is. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's what happened to my 10th birthday. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> it was sad. I had apple bobbing and everything. Not a single person showed up. Only my mama. Well, this has taken a depressing turn. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Well, so- I mean, we also had a depressing week with this game we've had to review. So it just... Brings up bad memories. <laughs> 2005. This was a, a little bit trigger happy for you there? Trigger happy? No. Just terrible. It was. That's all I can say for now. It's just, God, it just ugh, makes me sick. So other than the level of game we're about to get into, what have you guys been playing? Um, I've, I, for the first part of the week, I was playing a good amount of Valorant. Uh, that game is actually kind of addicting. Yeah, it is. And, and then once Steam sales hit, which by the way, um, I think this will re- release before it's done. So for those who are a little late to the party, uh, Steam sales are going on till July 9th. Uh, and that's usually it's summer sales and this and winter sales are the two times where you can get really good deals in, on games. And uh, they're not even all old, one, old ones. Um, I think Jedi Fallen Order was... Like 30% off, 40% off, something like that. Uh, but I got the entire um, Arkham collection, the Batman Arkham games on Steam, and I've been playing the heck out of Arkham Asylum, and I actually beat it uh, and did all the Riddler stuff and all that. I basically 100% it, even though the game says it's like an 86% playthrough, just because I haven't done the challenges because they're monotonous and I can't be bothered. So you say it's 100%, but in reality, it's not 100%. I mean, gameplay-wise, yes. I've done everything in the campaign. The only thing I haven't done is the challenges. because. So that's not 100%. That's like saying, well, I finished a whole ice cream sundae, but I didn't finish like the cherry or nuts that were in the sundae. No, I no, I ate the cherry and nuts. That's the Riddler <laughs> challenges. <laughs> okay. oh goodness Kat what have you been playing this week Uh, not a lot of anything to be honest because I had family in town I played Valorant at the beginning of the week a couple times with you Caden and then yeah family came in town and just left this morning so other than the game we are going to review I haven't played much of anything gotcha what about you Austin believe it or not I was bored enough to try to get back into World of Warcraft. Really? Yeah. Are you, I, are you I, doing WoW, WoW Classic or Modern WoW? I'm trying to do the Classic because I think that's the last time I actually played was when the Classic was like the original bee's knees, you know? Yeah. And then finding out like, I'm like, I have to have a subscription? And I was like, yeah, you do have to have a subscription. You know, pay... Yeah. Twelve ninety nine for the next like so and so, and I'm like whoa 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 whoa, uh, like I'm an economist. Like that does that math doesn't add up to me too well. Like where are the taxes, son? Where are the darn taxes? So I haven't officially like subscribed, but I have been playing for free, and that's what matters. Well, cool. Taxes are usually applied at discount or at like the checkout. You know. Yeah, I didn't go th- straight through the checkout, so I was just like wah wah. 
Well, that's fun. <laughs> it was very fun. Uh, and I think we have to have to congratulate somebody for our next pimp. Kat, can you tell us a little bit more about that? I can. Sweet. Please. Please? Okay. Um, how do you say please again? Uh, he literally said it twice. Oh, okay. Could you please give us the next <laughs> pimp? Why, Austin? Yes, I can. So this week we are pimping a new podcast, Eyes Forward March. It follows the conversations and stories of a few non-commissioned officers from all over the country who met while attending a leadership course. They tell stories and have conversations that are not only entertaining, but ultimately build networking skills. So go give it a listen when you get a chance. Oh, sweet. So I can just log on and be like, yo, so I need to like work on my career path in the military. Yeah, I don't think it's 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 interactive since it's a podcast. Da-da. Okay. That probably does make sense. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you never know. What if I get invited on? They start asking me questions. I have to come up with my repertoire somehow. Right. Or maybe maybe they'll they'll stream the podcast at one point, like what Status did. Follows the conversations and stories of a few non-commissioned officers. I don't think you're gonna get on there, Austin. Uh, uh, unless, you're unless having a real a bad week, aren't you, buddy? Yeah, yeah, unless there's a unless there's a backstory you haven't told us about. But just because I was a midget, they couldn't take me. Uh, uh, uh. So yeah, Austin's not gonna be on the podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, because I'm so short. Darn you, genetics. Yeah, you don't uh. have to say anything about being short. All I know Wait, is that... Austin, how tall are you? Not that tall. I'm like five foot nine. Oh, you're taller than me by like an inch. I'm, I'm like a midget four. in Idaho. I'm like yeah, the I smallest know. person around here. Like oh, everyone yeah. else is like six foot nine. And I'm like, geez, uh, yeah. what the, What happened? Oh, don't worry. I'm the I'm the shortest one in my in my group of friends that I'll be living with uh, when I go back up to, uh, to college. And when you're when your dad's six two, it it makes you feel short all the time. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. So this <sighs> is now the short person podcast. Yes, short person podcast. So uh, you guys can reach the top shelf. You're covered. <laughs> Actually, I have to have a you know a little step ladder to do that because my house is tall, which makes it worse. Sucks to be you. You know what doesn't suck? Getting some news from Caden that'll help definitely help lighten my day. Can you help me out, buddy? Just not make me feel bad for this week. <laughs> so this may not suck. But that segue definitely did. Um, <laughs> so it turns out Microsoft accidentally leaked. Uh, crisis, the Crisis Remastered release date. So back when this was originally announced in April, they didn't you know, necessarily announce a particular release date. They just said coming soon. Um, and then they were planning on revealing it come July 1st and probably you know, revealing the future, official release date with the official uh, little gameplay preview. However, Microsoft accidentally messed up. So they put on their store that the game was, you know, get the, that the game is coming out July twenty third, and so they kind of jumped they they kind of jumped the gun on that, and this isn't necessarily the first time this has happened. Uh, I believe they did it with King, what Kingdoms of Kingdoms of something. I can Amular. quickly look it up. I think you're talking about Kingdoms of Amular. The record. Yes, that's or Amalur. Yeah. Amalur, Amalur. I don't know, but I do potato, know that. Potato, tomato. Yeah, it's tomato, tomato. But it's just a, it's a stretch. Come on, Crisis. That's like a classic. I'm yeah, pretty sure they're, they they're remastering it. Uh, yeah, they're, they're doing it. They're releasing it with better graphical features and higher quality textures uh, to, you know, push newer graphics cards and just kind of revitalize the game. And they're, I think they're also working on having it or adding some ray tracing features in there. Ooh. So it'll be kind of interesting to see what they do with it. Uh, I do know that the first Crisis game was a major success. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, yeah, I got like a 9.8 uh, Metacritic score or a, a 98 high. out of 100. Um, yeah, which is very high. Uh, I 
believe the second game did not do near as well. Uh, well, but I mean, sequels, they never pan out like you hope, right? It's right. kind of like comparing, you know, Lord of the Rings sequels to something like Blade sequels. It just doesn't match up. Or having a second child. <laughs> oh, God. No, that's not funny. That's funny. That was out of left field. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even hear it. And then it just registered. And I'm like, whoa. Oh. But yeah, um, I mean, so back when Crisis came out, it was a, it was a fairly intensive game graphically. Uh, in fact, they used it for it was a common PC benchmark for a while because if you could push, you know, Crisis on Ultra with all the settings turned on and get you know really good, you know, really good FPS, I mean, you were set in stone for your PC for at least five years. Uh, but yeah, so Crisis coming out July twenty third. Uh, be sure to check that out if you're a huge Crisis fan. And Microsoft maybe work on not jumping the gun. Or, you know, find the root of the problem, fire them, and then Microsoft is hiring. Okay, <laughs> okay Mrs. Techie. Yeah. We'll see you on the next page of Microsoft Magazine. Right, and I, I don't think someone should get <laughs> fired for accidentally, you know, you know, messing up with by leaking a release date. I mean, it's a release date. Yeah, but you say that, but then you start thinking, what if it's like an advertisement, right? Like, maybe, oh, we accidentally leaked it. Whoops, my bad. Oh, like, publicity stunt. Yeah, see? Handled. When people say leak, I think of, okay, somebody obviously say, hey, put put the word out, yo. Like, tell your moms, your grandmoms, your auntie. Well, right? that's why I said it's, you know, when it says leak, and that's why it specifies that it was an accidental leak on Microsoft's part. Because it's probably, you know, just something... I don't know how they handled the store page, but probably something didn't get configured right, didn't get uploaded right. Or maybe when, you know, because, you know, Steam will put up the initial listing before a game is released. Uh, I'm pretty sure Microsoft Store does it too. So maybe they just forgot to take the date off. Hey, Bob, what did you write on that sticky note? Um, I think it was meant for August. Okay, just make sure it's not for July. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know I'm terrible. That's no comment. Yeah, I was I was looking for a segue into this next news article, but I couldn't find one. So, uh, Austin, why don't you tell us about this article you found? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's my turn. I forget. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so basically, uh, we, there is a new development happening in the medical community. Apparently, a digital platform developer, Brain Lab, is jumping into medical video game development. And, and hear this out. Basically, they're training the next generation of people to be able to, you know, do anything in regards to pharmacy, surgery, cardiology, pulmonology, and even anesthesiology. And being able to determine anything from, you know, procedures to actual education, you know, credits in regards to the actual program. And they're taking it to the new level. They're releasing it out uh, onto an app called, I believe, Level X, uh, which they've acquired with, you know, radiation surgery information. So I only imagine how many actual people can have that in inside of programming. But uh, you know what? It includes virtual sales tool for the company's x-ray patient positioning and monitoring offerings as well as connecting it with a 3d surgical viewing software so basically you're you're basically becoming a brain surgeon at this rate right and you know what they're just getting it released and it's going to count with a user base of more than over 600,000 medical professionals and students i mean that's a pretty big deal when you start saying hey you want to learn how to be a surgeon or do pharmacology? Well, join us here at Level X, and we're going to teach you all the scoop to doots. Yeah, well, I'm sure. Well, yeah, granted, I don't think this will ever replace uh, or ever you know fully prepare you for you know doing an actual surgery. But on a they're real life also person. working with NASA, Caden. They're they're also doing medical training for astronauts. If that company doesn't go anywhere like Tesla, I would. I would be very surprised. Well, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's fairly innovative and it'll probably be a fantastic teaching tool for students who, you know, to, you know, 
if the morgues if the morgues out corpses, we can just throw you into a virtual uh, into a virtual you know essentially simu- you know surgical simulator and have you play around with that. Or if you know they want to try and move towards there instead of just doing it on corpses, I mean that'll probably be good too. Yeah, and then you just start getting into the level of grossness. Ew, that's like what it really smells like, the gastrointestinal system? I don't think so, buddy. I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> I would rather have a doctor that has practice on a real person than than a simulator. Oh, yeah, kind of like one of those Bob Berger situations, right? Where it's just like, uh, are you a real doctor? Yeah, I just uh, started today. I just came out of med school. And you're by yourself. Oh, yeah, I learned it all on a nap. Right. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, God, sweet Jesus. Well, like, oh, I want to say it's, I want to say combat medics in the military will practice on pigs in terms of like you know, giving anesthesia and, you know, doing just uh, field medicine well, because you can't practice a live person and you got to learn how to plug up a bullet hole. Yeah, so, technically you can though. Cause I mean, that's, that's what internships and for, you know. Uh, well, yeah. So, well, yeah. So residents too. Yeah. So residencies will give you a lot of that experience. But when you're initially learning it, and especially in environments uh, like the military where you don't have time to go through eight years of school, you need to just figure out what to do. You know, yeah, I you don't, don't think really... that's how they train doctors. What? What do you mean? You don't have time for eight years of school? You kind of do. <laughs> I'm saying it's situations where you don't, like, you know, field medics and the military and whatnot. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, they, they go through at least some amount of, I mean, oh, yeah. don't, don't get me wrong. You know, I, I watch a lot of like Grey's Anatomy. So I know that's probably not the best basis of it, but you have to at least be <laughs> like, not. okay, you know, they've, they've done a few years or they've had some sort of experience like out in the field somewhere, like on hand type of stuff. But point is, I think it's amazing. I think that if my kid could grow up and be like, Hey dad, I'm going to download an app. Oh, what you going to do, son? Um, I'm probably going to learn how to, you know, suture a wound. Oh, that'd be great. You know, in case I ever accidentally do myself like grandpa and, you know, like accidentally cut myself or something. That'd be, I mean, I'd be stoked. No medical See, I just think of the alternate of that, which is I'm going to learn how to amputate something. Hmm. <laughs> oh, you took it so dark. <laughs> it's how my mind works. Damn. I mean, to be fair, she does have a true crime podcast. That so, is true. I do. I guess that's true. I'm just like, man, that's dark. Yeah, yeah no. So it'll, it'll be, it, it's interesting. I may see if I can't get a hold of it and play around with it. Um, and yeah, it's, that's, that's kind of cool. I'm yeah, curious how accurate it actually is and like how in depth it goes. I'm going to learn how to amputate. Uh, that's such, uh, that just makes me cringe at that thought. But you know, it doesn't make me cringe. Oh, finally. No, don't do segues. Don't do I'm segues. doing it. I just got to do it. If I don't do it, I'll regret it. You should regret it for doing it. So who is a Harry Potter fan? Uh, Kind of. I used to be a big one, but I've kind of fallen out, fallen out of it since then. Like what? When? When did you fall out of it? Before the movies were over? No, uh, it was a couple of years after the movies were over. Okay, what about you, Austin? Uh, well, let me see. Considering I went to the first opening of the first movie, yeah, I'm I'm still a pretty decent, you know, hardcore fan. Yeah, you going to the first opening of the first movie doesn't mean that you're a fan. Well, that and I owned all the books and read them before the movie came out. And then like, you know, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. When the first like, you know, not first, excuse me, the seventh book came out. I was on that like Dumbledore on the Elder Wand. That was a terrible, terrible comparison. But but okay, I accept that you're a fan. (laughs) (laughs) yeah how else do i explain it i just i've been reading those books for a while you know so it's kind of like yeah i even have a buddy of mine who loves it so much he named his daughter after one of the characters in harry potter which one um what was it it was Ginny. so yeah Ginny Weasley. 
Her name is Jin. Her name is Jin Jin. She's an adorable little monkey. This is taking a weird turn. Anyways, uh, since 2018, rumors have been floating around about a Harry Potter RPG. And there was a person on Reddit who leaked the that there's a Harry Potter game coming out. Uh, the Redditor who made the post claims they work for Warner Brothers. Can't talk. Warner Brothers Marketing. <laughs> Having a Caden day, apparently. Oh. Hey. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay, Caden. We'll, 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 you know, you'll get past uh, it. Anyways, he had, or they had details about the game and said that it will be titled Hogwarts, A Dark Legacy. Um, now it's developed by Avalanche Software, and it's going to be an open world game uh, set in the Harry Potter universe, obviously. However, uh, J.K. Rowling apparently doesn't have a lot to do with the video game. She's not involved in the production a lot. Uh, yeah, usually the authors uh, aren't aren't typically involved in the game making process. Yeah, it's basically yeah, like, just, oh, you want to borrow my uh, Harry Potter series? Just sign this contract, and she's all yours. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Usually beyond you know the the royalty discussion, they're usually not involved. Uh, well, this I don't know, but now I do know. Probably won't remember. So it's expected to be released in late 2021, if we ever make it there. Um, on the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. So, is, I mean, I'm just going to have to ask, is this like a like a bat, like a darker feature? Because you said Dark Legacy. Is it going to be a lot? Like, yeah. So oh. they say that the feature, uh, sorry, that it will not be super kid-friendly. Like which, the other games have been. Yeah, uh, which is weird, considering they're losing an entire demographic. It's also weird, considering it's based off of a children's book. But I you, mean, have yeah. you read the seventh or has, have you read the seventh book? Because that that definitely wasn't kid friendly. Okay, okay, yeah, that one gets a little darker, but the majority of the series is, you know, for the most part, kids can read it. Well, I mean, it's probably going to be like you know with Lord of the Rings, right? When they came out with Shadow of Mordor, right? It was kind of a more grungy, like assassin esque type of you know, and a lot of us are like, oh, Lord of the Rings, you know, kind of. Yeah, but Lord of the Rings has also had always had kind of a darker theme to it. Um, and it's also you know always been had a, had more adult themes in there than Harry Potter has. At least from my recollection. Yeah, uh, it's it's said to be rated M, which I mean ooh. really isn't that bad. I guess I don't really know. Well, I mean, if I'm it's, growing up, so I can play whatever game I want. Well, right. yeah, it's just, you know, as a demographic from your standpoint, Kat, it's, that's definitely going to be cutting out one of their biggest clientele. It's like, hey, you know, it's a children's book. Kids have read this, you know, since like the 90s. And the fan base has been around forever. So if it's like something that's dark and grungy, I, I mean, I don't understand. I don't know if it's going to be like, like good, bad or bad, good. That, if that makes any type of sense. It doesn't. Well, then I'm just having a kind of just bad day. Yeah, well, I'm I'm curious to see how it turns out. I'm excited uh, it may for be, it. It may be the first Harry Potter game that I've played since the ones that came out on the GameCube. <laughs> oh, God. I, that was forever ago. Yeah. I remember Jeez. having a PC uh, Harry Potter game. It was Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. And I don't uh -huh. remember a lot about it. I remember you had to collect beans. Yep. That's basically the gist that I remember. I don't remember yeah. anything else. There's, there's but it was such a fun game. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I want to say I played the Sorcerer's Stone in that one on my buddy's GameCube. Then he also had a Quidditch, the Harry Potter Quidditch game that we played a lot. Oh, so that brings me to another thing. Uh, it said that Quidditch is a playable game in the game. <laughs> Like ah, went game to, within a game. Yeah. Uh, like game within a game. Okay. I that could be cool. Like depending on the graphics, of course, but if it's Oh, I'm sure the graphics will be fine. I mean you say that, but then I think of like Lego Harry Potter. But it literally says Lego. So what did you expect? Something better. I don't know. I guess I'm probably wrong in that aspect. You definitely are. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, God! I'm, I'm super excited for this. Ooh. Yeah, it'll be yeah. Oh, yeah but each cool. house, each house has a storyline, um, setting up the game to be replayable. 
player will have the freedom to explore four different areas, which do include Hogwarts and the Ministry. Um, hmm. Yeah. Oh, that could be interesting. Like, um, you know, I don't think they've ever really included the the Ministry, like, really in Harry Potter, as far as I know. Like uh, the Ministry of Magic? Um, in the games, you mean? Yeah. Like, oh, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, it's about facing the bad guys you know, solving some puzzles in specific Harry Potter games. So I, I don't quite remember there being the Ministry of Magic in the games that I played. Neither do I. Yeah, I don't think ago. so, because I don't think they got that far. Um, I want to say, from what I can recall, I think the last Harry Potter game that was based off, off one of the books was Prisoner of Azkaban, maybe? That's uh, that doesn't sound quite right, but we'll have to research that, <laughs> and maybe our listeners can tell us, you know, if if we're wrong too. I mean, obviously, that's what that's what we're hopefully asking them to do for us is just make sure we're completely wrong. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, also, this is not to be confused with Avalanche Studios, who made Mad Max. This is a separate company that actually hasn't made a lot of games. Uh, yeah, Don't care, still excited. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be interesting. <laughs> okay, we all know what we have to do. We've been stalling. I don't, I don't want to. <sighs> okay, but I can, so I can start this... it, Caden. Don't worry, I've got you, brother. Okay. Go ahead and start it. For me, all this right. is going to be much like an episode of um, um, Gears Tactics, <laughs> where I don't have anything nice to say, so I'm just not going to say much. Well. Okay. Then to get on with this terrible, terrible game, we have decided to review the wonderful The Dark Eye Book of Heroes. Now, it was released June the 9th, so it was it was pretty, pretty brand new, about, about, almost a month ago, developed by Literally Random. 20 days ago, as of this uh, recording. It is 20 days ago, as of this recording. Oh, yeah. Math. Uh, Ta-da! Kids, stay in school. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it was developed by Random Potion Oi, published by Wild River Games, and it's on Microsoft Windows. It is an RPG where it's set in the fantasy world of Aventuria. (laughs) Uh, Your character embarks on an adventure of your choosing, hopefully with a party in tow that doesn't throw their keyboard across the room due to the extreme lameness of the game. I mean, it, it was just horrid in it's so many forms. It's so boring. Okay, so like, so it, it's, I want to say a roguelike RPG. There are some roguelike elements there. Like the maps are all randomly generated. Um, your character progression is through like these tarot cards, which I actually find kind of interesting. And that adds a, you know, a, pseudo you know a randomness of the game that's kind of roguelike see like it's but it's like you there's not many options like when you're when you're in that far i mean in my opinion we'll get into that a little bit but the reviews before like i like i even purchased the game oh yeah they were already really horrid i'm like good geez yeah so just so yeah so so yeah y'all can blame me for this um I originally proposed that we do this game before it was released, way back when, and I didn't check on it until you know I went to you know go check it out after we recorded the Gears Tactics episode. And oh, I should have. Or sorry, the Valorant episode. I like the Valorant episode, and I should have <laughs> because oh man, this the the reviews told it all. I only read a couple because again I didn't want to have too many preconceived notions and I was like oh maybe they're, maybe they're just you know people who play the tabletop RPG and the, it's it's like when you go to see the movie based off of a book series you really like the movies are never going to amount uh, to the same level as the book and you know from what I've played usually video game adaptations of tabletop RPGs don't ever amount to the same level as the tabletop RPG but like, even Baldur's Gate Two was better than this. Uh, well, even the start menu, man. Like for me, every time I go to log in, and I'm like, okay, where's the skip scene button? There is none. People press escape. Well, <laughs> they don't mention that, Caden. No, but I think that's just general knowledge. 
Yeah, general PC general gear no- knowledge. See, it's either I'm like escape- spacebar. Click the mouse yeah, button. It's, that's yeah, it's general either, knowledge. It's, it's one of three buttons usually. It's either or t- three or four. It's uh, usually either escape, enter, spacebar, and on rare occasions, it's left click. Uh, if you're using a controller, sometimes it'll be the start button or A button or just any button on a controller. Um, but for PC gaming, in 99% of cases I can think of, it's always been escape and occasionally has been spacebar. Point is, still a terrible game. <laughs> yeah. So there are eight different storylines that you can have your character follow. So I, I, I guess this this can kind of lead into one of the things that I actually kind of liked about the game was the the way that they you know present char- you know your character creation character progressions through these tarot cards uh you know character creation for the most part is kind of scripted with the exception of a couple of things your ideals which are randomly given to you so you're giving them a sets of three and you could cycle through them uh until you find the one that you personally want um I want to say there's one more that I can't quite remember off the top of my head. And then there's your overarching quest, which I chose the one to unseat a corrupted governor. That one seemed the easiest, to be honest, compared to some of the other ones. Yeah, it's with- the easiest, but I'll, I'll get to why I still didn't like it. Um, and yeah, and again, character progression, I think, is really interesting because... Again, you're given random cards that you can buy with ability points, uh, the ability points you collect throughout the missions. And I I, I kind of like it. It adds a pseudo-randomness, and it means that as you, if you ever decide to do multiple playthroughs, you know, even if you play the same character in subclass, or the same class in subclass, um, your experience is very unlikely to be the same exact you know, character progression twice. Yeah, but you have to get through one playthrough to get to a second. Right. That's the <laughs> yeah, problem. That's the hard part. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Just getting through the, like, the first few, my God, adventures. the first few adventures. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. wah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I was taking notes while I was playing through this. Uh, and even before, yeah, even before I started, Making your character like actually customizing the way your character looks is really primitive. Oh God, it was just like horrible. I've seen. I've literally seen more customization in Skyrim. For me, the and most important was part really- was trying to get a profile pic. Oh my God, my elf would just be like, "Oh look, my eyes have gone lame." <laughs> I was yes, like- I wrote that in my notes. <laughs> I was going to ask you guys about that. My your character has like this weird like pseudo lazy eye. Like his his two eyes just cannot look straight. They can't. It's weird. I tried. Like, you, like, yeah, because when he looks over to either side, like, it'll kind of look like he's looking straight. Then when he looks at the camera, at the, at, at your, at your screen, it's just cross-eyes. Like, like, you know, sometimes in films, how, um, when you're watching it, sometimes the character's eyes will look, you know, kind of, you know, like they're looking away from each other. Maybe off. Uh, like a little bit. Not like, yeah. Like, in, like, I think that's partly because like they're looking at the person they're talking to, but they naturally see the camera and oh are kind of focusing gosh. on the camera, kind of off to the side. And yet they're this camera point, shy. Yeah, oh, yeah. These elves are camera shy people. They'll go cross-eyed on you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think, I'm assuming it's the same with every race. Uh, but yeah, I also played an elf, and first of all, like it it took me a second to get him to stop, like my male elf, to stop looking like a female. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's. It's a very feminine, like feminine look that they that they gave the elves. Yeah. There's no chiseling of the chin. There's no. Yeah, I started having to adjust the the, the jaw sliders and whatnot. Oh yeah, just, or adjusting oh. the beards on the dwarfs and stuff. The facial expressions. There's there's no, there's not a lot of like bold variety. Normally, right? It's like a scar over the right eye versus a scar right. over your chin. But when you when you select the facial features. They all practically look the same. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like they yeah. all look the same. If two people played dwarves and had the same clothes, you'd be like, hey, which one? Bill. Oh, I'm Bill. Well, then who's that? <laughs> oh, that's the guy who's about to murder us because he's right. not part of our party. And right. again, here's Bill. Right. Welcome back, Bill. <laughs> Where's Bob? Does it, rub, does it rub the lotion on its skin? Bob took not, a vacation to Mexico. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, so character customization is fairly primitive compared to modern standards. Um, I mean, not even comparing it to the supposed amount of customization that uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is going to have. But like, I was, I've been, you know, I've streamed a couple, uh, a couple times Dragon Age Origins. Uh, it's one of my favorite games of all time. That game was released about 11 years ago, somewhere around there, 10 or 11 years ago. And it had about the same, if not more, character customization than this game had. A modern game from 2020. Wait, that game was released 10 or 11 years ago? Yeah, that game's old. Dang. I was a kid when that game was released. Yeah, it's, that's the comparison we're making is that it's, that game is re- like, it just, that's the thing. This game looks like it was made by like someone who saw RuneScape and said, yeah, let's make a diced up version of this and try to make it off and make yeah. some money. Oh, um, and once again, it's a game studio taking a tabletop RPG that's turn-based and trying to make it into an RTS, which for those who aren't familiar is real-time strategy. That's when everything happens in real time. And you're supposed to, you know, act tactically, plan out your your maneuvers. Uh, if you've ever played Company of Heroes, that's a prime example. Uh, or even Gears Tactics is an RTS. And I yeah, don't understand. Yeah, no, that was a good game. No, it wasn't. But I don't, I don't understand why they do that. Why they keep doing that. Like Divinity Original Sin, I think, did it perfectly. You know, they they took. I want to say that's based off of the Pathfinder uh, system. They took all the stuff from that. They kept it turn-based, and they you know, they made it a, a grid format where you have a set amount of movement based off of your action points, and they did a fantastic job. And in this game, you tell your character to move around, and then right-click on enemy, and then maybe activate a couple abilities to help the hit, and then you just kind of sit there and wait for the dude to die. And there's just there's nothing there's nothing exciting about the gameplay. No, it's it's very it's slow paced. And even okay, one of my biggest ticks, right? Like for this game in particular. Uh so it has a feature where you can pick up statues and solve the puzzle by by taking the statue to the designated uh pressure pad, right? Because it needs weight to uh, and right, you sometimes yeah. you need to collect multiple statues. But my god, one of the adventures I played, it was like rescuing an elf group ambushed by orcs. And I was like, my God, like where is the statue? And you're searching all over the map and it's like halfway across. And if you try to carry it, your speed is reduced by like a hundred percent. Like you're ca- like you're carrying. If your this thing speed so is reduced slowly. by a hundred percent, Austin, you don't move. Well, precisely. Maybe it's That's reduced what by fifty percent. Like. <laughs> maybe maybe so it's reduced slow. by fifty percent, Austin. Yeah, no. And what's funny is if you watch the walk cycle, um, the walk cycle is kind of messed up. They did not do a good job at uh, reanimating that to make it fit how slow you're moving because you're moving at one pace. But your legs are moving at a different speed, and you can literally <laughs> see you like basically kind of moonwalking forward. Like you don't, you move faster than your walk cycle moves, and so it just looks like you're kind of sliding along the floor and just like you know basically like walking on a, a almost like a walking treadmill or a walking sidewalk, moving sidewalk. Moving, it was just yeah, terrible. That's sidewalk. that's what it really was. It looked like a pretty bad glitch, and then it looks like it <laughs> it's never not got a glitch. That's the funny part. <sighs> like. It's not even a glitch. And it's making up frustrating things about the map. Let me tell you something. So, like the second adventure I went on, uh, it was rescue, like rescue this uh, dwarf who got ambushed by goblins. By the way, I or goblins and bandits. By the way, I hope you're seeing a pattern here. And (laughs) it's in a foresty area. So I go, I, I look around, I find him. I'm like, okay, cool. And then it says exit the forest. And I was like, okay, uh, well, maybe I'll just head back to, you know, where I entered. Surely that's the exit. Uh, went there. Nope, that's not an exit. Like, okay, well, maybe it's in one of the few tiles I haven't explored yet. Nope, it's not there. What the heck? Okay, well, maybe I can kind of go off the map because you could kind of go into the, you know, the tree line. Nope, there's nothing there. And I'm like, you know, what the heck? Like, I'm not someone who gets directly confused very often this bad or this lost in a game. Um... Did you pull over and ask for directions? 
<laughs> no. Typical I, so at one point before I got to the bandit camp, I found a camp of horses, like, you know, three horses. And I originally thought, oh, cool. So that's kind of their way of you know, showing that the bandits kind of stopped here. They keep their horses away from their camp for some reason. You know, that, that could be interesting. Okay. Uh, or maybe, you know, it was a cool camp spot to, to rest in. Apparently, that's the exit. Yeah, hmm. that was a confusing to me. They, they there didn't is, say exit there's no or indication. end adventure. It just no indication. There's yeah. no There's no landmarks. There's no icons. There's See, no, you know. And, look, and I no, thought, go oh, sweet. I can ride a horse and not have to slow my butt down. Nope. And it's like, no, we, we like yeah, to disappoint sh- you. No yeah, horses for you. Like, how how did my care how did the characters make it to the, the the map in the first place without horses? Why do they all of a sudden need horses? Is it because they have a dwarf? That's kind of racist. You saying dwarves can't can't hike just because they're short? Well, I mean, look at Gimli. You know, he he always needs help <laughs> getting up on that horse. Right? All right. <laughs> Where's my elf? Gosh darn it, Legolas. <sighs> um, another big pet peeve I have. You can't control your companions. I can't stand that. Oh, yeah. I, I don't, you can't tell them to use specific skills. Nope. You can't control them. You can't have them move. You can tell them to explore. Um, yeah, a particular but area all of the map. they do is you go can tell to them to uh, scan it. Yeah, yeah, you can tell them to attack a particular area of the map. Um, But, yeah, it's... Uh, like, of all the things that you could do for something that's based off a tabletop RPG, you can at least let people who are playing alone control whatever henchmen they bring along. In fact, if you have a real-time strategy game, that's going to require actual tactics, which this game has done, I'll be honest with you. And like, it's not even to, I don't even think it's to encourage, you know, multiplayer, like co-op multiplayer stuff. By the way, this has multiplayer. I think that's the only way I could ever play this game is if me and a few buddies got together to just play through this. And even then, we'd probably all get bored after half an hour and go play Valorant or something. Wait, it took you half an hour to get bored? Oh, yeah, it did take long. It, I tell you, like, it was my, I, I, I even complained to my wife and, she, and I said, honey, this game is terrible. There's so many issues with it. She's like, but Mr. Harn, you, you need to do a full hour. And I'm like, ah, it's like yeah. homework. It's just, it's yeah, like, this, this felt it's like a chore. Fun. This felt like a chore to play through. It did. And even then, I could, I, I, I couldn't get it past like specific levels because one it took so long to do a specific adventure like the elven group one took me two hours to complete because i had to carry stupid statues everywhere (laughs) and trying to find the pressure play as well if you have bad perception you're you're gonna be searching for a while especially if both your eyes don't like to look at the camera at the same time well right right? like (laughs) that's a situation um now there are, I, I did read the reviews that this game is a buggy mess. Uh, Austin, I know you had an issue with the opening cutscene where you couldn't hear the audio. Yeah. Um, so logging in, you know, obviously, right, you don't expect to see too many issues, but all of a sudden, no, like, I could, like, no audio for voice acting. Like, the music was blaringly loud. And, you know, I had to turn the volume down on my PC and everything. But I go into the settings to change it after the opening scene, and there's still no voice. I had to restart and open the application for the video game at least five times until like I could get some type of voice acting. That was extremely frustrating. Yeah, so I didn't run to that bug. I did run to one where if so you could click on or you can look around on the on the map and just tell your guide where to go. For some reason, I kept running into an issue where he wouldn't want to actually start walking <laughs> until I yes. clicked somewhere within <laughs> his tile and then moved to the you know desired tile wanted to go to and click on there. Uh, and like I, I read, you know, one of the reviews I read was that this game is a buggy mess, and I'm sure they've patched most of those since you know since before we started playing it. But holy I doubt crap! It. Like I don't know. I didn't play. I'm. I'll be honest. I didn't play enough to really find out. It. Uh, this. This game's just bad. Like I'm. I'm sorry. I. I so feel you bad. Picked, <laughs> you picked Gears Tactics, which I know you said you liked, but I didn't like. You picked this uh-huh. one. What other games did you pick that we don't like? Um. 
so many of them. <laughs> well, point is though, we we took the risk. We should accept it. We are bad gamers, you know. Not so anonymous now, but yeah, we're bad. Right. Didn't you who picked Crucible? I believe that was me. Yeah, that one was bad. Hey man, we all pick bad games. Right. Um, also, fun fact, you can move your camera off the map and kind of go into the void. Uh, all right, yeah, it was grayness for me. But yeah, the I was on the forest level and I was just try, kind of looking around. And all of a sudden, I saw that I was seeing the edge of the map and then gray. And then, yeah, you could just kind of move into the void. Um, don't think that should be a thing. I don't think a lot of things in this game should be a thing. Ah, yeah. And it was... Uh, it, it just... I was hoping. I was hoping for a good one. I was like, oh, you know what? Based off the you know one or two trailers they had whenever I looked at it, I was like, you know what? This game doesn't look too bad. This could be fun. But just... Oh, oh, how wrong you were. Like, the plot, I don't care about it. Like, it shows a plot, and it's just, I don't care. There's no reason for me to continue. Because here's the thing. I think I think here's my biggest gripe. Is that the Dark Eye, the tabletop RPG that this is based off of, is a very popular system in Germany. Uh, it, it outsells D&D. It is more popular than Dungeons & Dragons. Which, at least here in the States, is extremely popular. It is the tabletop RPG right next to Pathfinder. Also and a couple in other systems. Yes, and in Canada. And part of the reason tabletop RPGs are so much fun is A, you know, you're playing with other, you're hopefully playing with some really good friends and it's a, it, it's a way to just have a good time, mess around for a few hours and you, especially if you're doing, if you like doing a kind of beer and pretzels thing on Saturday, it's a really fun way to kind of relax with some buddies. And part of the fun about D&D is A, the in-person just reactions that people have towards certain events. And just seeing some weird concoctions that the dungeon master or the game master will will create. But it's also that the dice give a certain amount of randomness that the DM then can kind of interpret it and make something goofy. Like, hey, I want to, you know, I want to swing at this guy. I want to punch him. I'm in a tavern brawl. Okay, roll to hit. You roll on that one. Okay, well, you go to punch him and all of a sudden fall, you know, you, 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 you slip and you actually deck your buddy in his privates. Like, you know, that's, you know, shenanigans like that. Or if someone rolls a critical success, trying to see the shenanigans they could pull with that. Um, Charisma, at least in D Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition, can be really broken if you can make your checks. And this game just has none of that. Like, the, every time you enter a room, you see if you have a perception check or not that you passed or failed. And, like, what you go into combat. You just right-click and you wait for your guy to hit. You wait for him to get a dice roll, which is boring. There's no Very. there's no tactics. There's no narration of, you know, the, the funny narrations that you can get or the creative narrations that you can get for if you, you know, miss or if you hit. It's just there's nothing. There's nothing that actually kind of gives you enjoyment in this game and makes it interesting. Makes me wonder why it's so big in Germany. No, so this, so because this table, the tabletop RPG, I'm sure is is, is fantastic. Um, this video game adaptation, like, because I, I remember one reviewer saying that you know this is horrible compared to the pen and paper RPG. Okay. The, the tabletop RPG, and I was thinking, okay, well, maybe you know, maybe that's someone that's just you know was expecting something like the tabletop RPG and didn't get it. But like, even though I haven't ever played it. Like the the tabletop, I, yeah, I believe him. This this is not good. Don't don't get this. Like honestly, like this isn't even, this isn't even game. I would say get it just because it's, it's so bad. It's funny. Like, this isn't even a game bad. that if it were free on Steam, I would say get it because it's free because it's just that bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> there are better there are better games out there. Yeah. There are better things how to much, do than play this game. How it much was did the last we pay game for on this Earth. game? 30 bucks. Yeah. Not not financially worth it, people. Yeah, just, on, just on, don't. 
Yeah, Austin, I'd honestly see if you could try and refund it. I'm going to try, but I, I don't have very much confidence. I'll still see if I can. If I can't. Yeah, you should. Oh, man. It was so bad. It was just, that's what it was. There wasn't really anything that made it special in regards to the gameplay. Nope. I mean, the, the, the plot line, right? I, I could respect. Whatever. I like the choose your own adventure aspect. I wish there was more choose your own adventure stuff. I wish there was more adventure stuff. Right. See, I wish there was more like straightforward, like I didn't see any options to upgrade weapons, like like forging options. Like you have to work so hard at so many journeys. And I was like, dude, it's, it's taking too long. Like there must be something in the in the game level on the map where you can actually upgrade it in there. And it's like, no, go screw yourself. Yeah, no, this um, this feels like an early access title from 2010. Mm, that's generous. I'd say like 2005. See, that's where I was about. Like, I'm like, dude, this totally reminds me of the same quality that you get in a game made in 2005. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, this isn't good. Please no. don't get this. Please don't like invite the, your friends either. Like, if you buy yeah. this just to test us how terrible this... And no, like, people, we... Like, there should be a health warning. Warning, the lameness of this game may give you some type of boringness seizures. Yeah. You um, know what's baffling to me is that on Steam, it's 5 out of 10 stars. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yep, it is. No. True story. It, is. it can't be. I have no idea. Oh, my God. Like, uh, no, just no, please, God. Oh, my God. I can't, I can't even think about that right now. I think we have to end this before this misery causes me some type of brain shutdown failure. I, I'm going to ask Caden to go first. So that way it just, I can prepare myself. But yeah. let's get your final opinions, man, because it's, it's time. I just, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't a fan of this game. What? Um, no. What, what's that? No. What? Yeah. Yeah. Shocker. Um, again, it's another company taking a very well-known, very popular tabletop RPG, at least in Germany, and doing a very poor recreation of it. Um, I, in, you know, in, a, in in my notes, I put that you know this is a poor recreation. In my opinion, I don't even could say in my opinion. Just objectively, I think it's universally just a really, really bad game. Um, the combat is a chore to get through. I don't care about the story because what semblances of a plot there are, it's just I don't care. There's no, there's I have no attachment to my character or the storyline. There's there's nothing. There are games that do this auto attacking mechanic where you right click to have your character automatically attack and then you can throw abilities in there. Uh, you know, in the midst of the fight, that do it really well. Uh, in fact, what, again, one of my favorite games of all time, Dragon Age Origins, has this mechanic. Dragon Age 2 also has this mechanic. I want to say Dragon Age Inquisition, you could turn that mechanic on. There are instances where this works, but the difference is those are also very tactic-heavy. You have to plan out your strategy. The abilities you use, you try and usually combo it with either one of your party members' abilities or another one of the abilities you have. And there are actual semblances in the combat keep you interested there's nothing in there my rogues abilities i didn't could see any that melded together the, i didn't even pay attention to what my you know henchmen had and it's just yeah there was there was nothing even the henchmen i wish there was just concrete party members because that would have actually given me a symbol like oh hey cool i could watch you know the character you know the the characters that I'm playing with unfold and their storylines kind of fleshing out. There's none of that. You literally get randos to hire to go on your quest. <laughs> and again, maybe this is going to be much better with multiplayer. But I think beyond the few laughs you guys would get from making fun of it after half an hour, you'd get bored and go play something else. Um, and um, yeah, just I, I couldn't stand playing this. I couldn't play it for more than three hours. So this is getting a one out of ten. I'd actually rather be playing Baldur's Gate too. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna jump in and, and put in my two cents because it's only gonna be like two seconds. 
Um, I didn't like the game. I felt like it was trying to combine too many different aspects of too, diff- too many different types of games, and it just didn't work. The graphics were subpar, and that was actually the best part of the game, in my opinion. So uh, it, it, it was really hard to get into, and it didn't hold my attention. You know, I originally said 3 out of 10, but I'm going to drop it to about a 2, I think. It really sucked. So few words, yet very powerful impact. That's what I'm known for. Uh, that means it's my turn. Darn it. Yep. Uh, let's just rip this Band-Aid off. Uh, I also have to admit, ter- this just a terrible execution for this specific type of video game. Honestly... It looks like it was literally created in 2005. Someone gave up on it and they said, huh, everyone's in the pandemic now. I think we can get this released. And I, I understand the plot, the storyline, like it, it has its own interest. But there's the little things that just, it, it didn't work for me. You know, the fact that I, I did struggle with the menu. I really did. The fact that I couldn't hear like any vocal audio like at all, even on my adventures, even after I adjusted all the settings calibrated perfectly, right? It still failed me. And even from like the get-go of starting your character, you know, I, in my opinion, I tried creating a couple of characters just to test it out. And you have a lot different variety when it comes to like making a dwarven rogue and having more opportunity for fate cards than you would an elven black mage. And I don't know if it's just because like they, they want to create limits or if they were just like, this is, this is a good move right now, but it, it wasn't like the fact that, you know, that some characters had more options and opportunities and fates than others. I, I felt that was a major deal for me. And, you know, with the selection of the races that you have, you think that, hey, this would be a little bit better or easier. Or even the stats, like, my God, they all were, like, not resistant to poison. We get it. But you don't have to make it the main part of your stat. And you know what? Again, just, it took forever. I, I wish it could die, honestly. Like back in 2005 and I would even rather listen to one of Caden's rants because it was so boring. Right. I, 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 well, that's <laughs> true, but Hey, at least that's, 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 that's positive in your light, Caden. Cause I mean, I'd, I'd listen to that, you know, but it, it, it got a two out of 10 for me. You know, yeah, um, I'd rather don't... listen to one of Caden's rants than one of your rants, Austin. That's perfectly fine. Cause I don't care. Uh, yeah, no, this game isn't good. Uh, don't get it. Uh, it's not worth $30. I, oh man, I really hope that studio is either brand new or didn't want to make any future games because I don't think they're going to have much of a reputation after this. Um, yeah. Regardless, hopefully, uh, the next game we're reviewing is going to be a, a much more entertaining one. Uh, it's reminiscent of the 4v1 shooter genre. Uh, if you've played Evolve, um, it's, you know, same genre that that's in and similar to Dead by Daylight, except, you know, instead of knives and hatchets, it's, uh, you know... You've got Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. It's Predator Hunting Grounds. I know, I know we're a little late to the party, but we've had, we've had other stuff that we wanted to get to. Yeah, like and we're this lovely game. It. <laughs> oh, okay. It can't be worse than this game. I didn't think anything could be worse than Gears Tactics or Baldur's Gate 2. Oh. Still wrong on Gears Tactics, but I'll let it slide. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, if you would like to come hang out and leave us our feedback, you know, leave us your feedback or uh ask us about how bad this game really was, because we'll tell you the same answer. Uh, come join the Creative Brand Candy Discord server. You can find the link to it at our website at badgamersanonymous.com uh, where you can also find a link to our merch. Uh, our website has the specific merch page, but you can also just find general CPC merch uh, by going to the merch link at creativebraincandy.com. 
Uh, spoiler, they die. Cats Podcast has some merch. Uh, Sadis has merch. Simply Stogies, another CPC podcast, has merch. We all got merch. So go get yourself yeah, a coffee mug, maybe a couple t-shirts. Hats. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Feel free to check it out. And uh, from all of us here at Bad Gears Anonymous, myself, Kat, and Austin, we're finally done reviewing this game. Thank and you'll have a good one. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to Bad Gamers Anonymous. Follow Bad Gamers Anonymous on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bad Gamers Anonymous podcast, on Instagram at Bad Gamers Anonymous, and on Twitter at, at Bad Gamers Anon. You can contact Bad Gamers Anonymous by emailing badgamerspodcast at gmail.com. Bad Gamers Anonymous is hosted by Kat and Austin, edited by Arturo Garcia, and produced by Jason Mixon and James Geem.